Hi, you guys. Welcome to Cabernet and A. Keegan Allen. Hello, Cabernet and A. Are you a wine drinker, Keegan? I don't indulge. I enjoy people that do. Mr. Norman Buckley, director of Pretty Little Lies. Thank you for asking me. The writers and Marley know what the final word is going to be. Absolutely. They're not making it up. Does the actor who plays A know that he or she is playing A? Uh, I can't answer that. Uh, it was worth a shot. Officer Barry Maple, Jim Titus! I am in Academy right now. So. Oh, yeah! I'm about a battle in, so don't get me in any trouble. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? Doggy. Yeah, we're in Jersey City because Sue is dog sitting. Yeah, so instead of Tanuki, we have Lulu here tonight. She's really getting in there, tongue and ass style. <laughs> yes, she's doing it. She's very clean. Um, but she just stopped and now she's just licking the carpet. Great. Um, yeah. So that's the Lulu report. Perfect. Um, <laughs> we just watched an episode that we are very excited about. Oh, I have all the feels. So is this the fourth episode of this season? Yes, 7 4. Okay. I'm real happy about it. it. There was a lot of great things. Should we? Let's get some stuff out of the way before we get into it. Let's do it. Right? So do it. Chelsea's not drinking, but I am. I'm drinking. I'm, I'm drinking polar seltzer, and you're drinking... Well, wait, yours is flavored, though. What what flavor is your polar seltzer? Grapefruit flavor. That's, like, overly healthy. I know. It's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot to do with. It's um, a lot to unpack, if you will. <laughs> That's our new phrase, guys. <laughs> We've got a lot to unpack in this episode, and I'm unpacking the Rebel, uh, which is a Jen, Jen Pfeiffer Rocket Like a Redhead Tempranillo. I guess I love a Tempranillo. I don't know if that's the, it's a 2015 Tempranillo, and it, I don't know if the Jennifer Pfeiffer is the winemaker or the artist, because there's some redhead Ooh. on there. Um, Fun label. Yeah. A lot going on. And How do you feel about it? I feel great because it's a 14.5% yeah. red. Nice. Um, but no, it's, it's a screw top. It just, it feels like it's one where like I can kind of sip it forever, sure. which I've kind of been doing because I'm on hour five of drinking. Oh, right. Um, so like, I'm just, but I, it's just, I'm, I'm on my like fourth glass. I'm just about to start my fourth glass. Great. So, that's I mean, fine. I'm not shit-faced no, because I've been, I've been pacing. Yeah. And I've been drinking water, but um, it's been a lovely, you know, sipping kind of wine. Totally. Um, probably not a summer wine for most people because people right, really right. balk at a red during the summer. I don't. Sometimes I put ice cubes in my wine, too. I've been known to do that. I did that at a party the other night. I usually find it really gauche, but it was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a really, uh, bold red, nice tang to it, um, but definitely something that you can just, like, drink forever, and 14.5% alcohol is amazing. Yeah, it's, like, right where you want to be. Yeah, I'm there. I'm feeling it. I'm in flavor country. (laughs) Speaking of flavor country, um, should we, oh, well, yes. Flavor country is wherever you are listening to this podcast, (laughs) because you're listening to it on iTunes, Stitcher, or Podbean. Thanks so much for listening, and... Please, if you like us, or even if you don't, if you have something to tell us, review. And we got two amazing reviews. Two ones. It's so exciting. We got one from Nickety Nick. I like that. Yeah. And Nickety Nick said, it's a wonderful podcast. I love listening to these two lushes. Thank you. You're welcome. Talk about PLL and anything else that comes to mind. And thank you so much, Nickety Nick. I like that Nickety nickname. <laughs> and second line said, this is my favorite podcast ever. As a 30-year-old who loves PLL, I have no one to discuss it with. Everyone I know has given up. We feel yeah, you. We get it. Um, so then, then she said, keep it up late. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. We're yeah. happy to be here bringing you all the PLL nonsense at all. If yes. you hear that in the background, that's Lulu. She's moved from her ass to her water dish. And, and she's, she's such a good girl. She's such a good girl. Good girl. She's a good girl. She's living her life. Um, yeah. Sue, may I share two theories that we were emailed? Absolutely. Fantastic. So you can always contact us on Twitter at CabernetNA or at CabernetNA at Gmail. Indeed. And we love to hear the theories. And we had two fun ones. Bless you, Lulu. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was, that was a, a sneeze, sneeze or she Bless choking. You. She no, seems alive still. 
fantastic. Um, and uh, Rodney, aka Goofball McGee, which is like, I love putting are, McGee at the end of anything. anything. That's like right up my alley, Rodney. Or so like well played. Mick. Yeah. In front of something. Yeah. It's so good. I have I own the Gmail account of Fakey McFakerson, <laughs> and I was just like. I love giving it out to people, and they're like, can I have your email? I'm like, sure, it's Fakey McFakerson. And they're like, thanks, you fuck you, too. And you're like, no, hit me up. Of the McFakersons from Rhode Island. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. So Rodney said, what do you think of the theory that the A tag at the end of um, episode two, so the A scene, he's saying at the end of episode uh, two of the season, was AD giving Allie drugs to counteract whatever Rollins had been dosing her with. It would explain why Allie was coherent, wasn't strapped down to the bed, and was able to attack Rollins at the beginning of episode three. Is that so good? Are you watching my brain explode? I it know. That is great. Rodney, our brains are all over this apartment, and now we have board. to run away. Now we're on the lamb. Because we've dirtied this apartment. Are we on Eddie Lamb? We're on the the lamb with Eddie Lamb. So, yeah, I think that's totally interesting that actually AD and Rollins are at odds. Yeah. You know what I mean? And maybe even AD was trying to get Rollins out of the way, which leads me into the other theory we were emailed by PLL superfan, Eva. What up, Eva? Hey, Eva. Eva came to one of our uh, parties, or a couple of them. I don't remember. But we love her. Yeah. Uh, so Eva to, said, again, she said, okay, um, she's rewatching the seven uh, premiere. She had a thought. Now, this is a little bit long, but roll with me, ladies and gentlemen, because it's going to be worth it. There's some serious roll vibes. With with the home. Eva. <laughs> there exactly. you go. There's some serious vibes between Spencer and Mary Drake. Spencer keeps making these comments like she knows Mary from the past. Mary seems to have some ties with the Hastings family, and she is weirdly invested in Spencer and Melissa. True. Then I remember that in the book, Spencer is the daughter of Peter and a surrogate mom. Also, Peter had an affair with Jessica that um, resulted in the Allie Courtney twins. Given the whole plot that Jason is Peter and Jessica's love child, I don't know how much this would hold water, but what if Mary was an old family friend that they asked to be a surrogate for the Hastings family to have a kid and is therefore Spencer's birth mother? Crazier things have happened on the show, am I right? Also, the show could veer into a direction where Jason is actually Jessica and Ken's kid. And there was never actually an affair between Peter and Jessica. They could do the twist where the storyline, um, with the storyline, so that it was all some big misdirect. That would be kind of shitty. Yes, it would yeah. be. Maybe Peter is just a massive horn dog for Jessica. Ha, huh? probably. The two <laughs> families were super close, um, and when Veronica was having fertility problems, maybe they asked Jessica to be a surrogate. But Mary got out of Radley and did a switcheroo with Jessica for the surrogacy because she was upset that Charles was taken away from her and put into Jessica's custody. Maybe this is why the Hastings family is so distrustful of the De Laurentiis family. Mary has a, some Mary has some similar features, okay, mostly hair color, mm-hmm. to Spencer, and she seems wicked smart, both with her affinity for multiple languages, chemistry, cyber ninjing, etc. In the book, Spencer's birth mom had a few of these kinds of characteristics in common with Spencer. Also, this could give some justification for the Emily's egg storyline from last season. Maybe it was just a foreshadowing. I honestly don't know how this would, they would tie up the storyline this season, so... Um, this helps me get over unresolved plot fatigue. Yes. Could be something, could be nothing, but the writers are taking elements of the original books and adapting them. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. Thank you, Eva. What if both Jason and Charlotte are twins and they were both the surrogate children of Mary Drake? I mean, yeah. I'd be in. And, like, Jessica was just like, oh, you need to get pregnant? You should use my cuckoo banana sister. She's just laying in Radley anyway. <laughs> just pop some sperm bullets into her. <laughs> baby town. She's just laying in Radley. Oh pop God, some sperm awful. and baby town. I crack myself up. <laughs> um, <laughs> God, I love this show. Um, we also yes. got uh, some text from friend of the podcast, Erica Kramer. Yeah. Um, who was pretty great. Uh, she's just wrote, PLL is bananas. Um, I mean, this season is remarkable. I agree. Remarkable? Remarkable. Um, the love triangle with Spencer, Hannah, and Caleb is amazing. Um, and I wrote, yeah, it's so fantastically awkward. And she wrote, like, immediately post-murder. Best show. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than a post post murder love triangle. 
And she said, Toby may be the worst actor of all time, but I love it. Hashtag <laughs> Toby investigates incredible. Um, so I think that's a good way to lead off yes. how the episodes was. I mean, from the start, I just like looking at my notes, even my first note is PTSD twins and like just flashing back to where we went at like that. Flashing back to that from where we left off at this episode, I'm like, so much stuff happens. Oh my god, so much happens. So we're in the woods. Allie's just in her mental hospital garb. Yeah, like, just hanging out. Looking on style. Very, like, she's just completely catatonic. Do you remember on Days of Our Lives where there was a character that was, like, catatonic for, like, a year and then finally could talk? I just remember Sounds my mom plausible. explaining to me as a little kid what catatonic was, and I was just like, that is horrific. You can just stay in a catatonic state where you can hear people, but you can't do anything about it for years. It's horrifying. That was like my little girl nightmare, where I was just like, am I catatonic? My mom's like, no, you can talk. Shut up. <laughs> I wish I never made you watch Days of Our Lives. Um... So, but we all have our show addictions. It's I'm true. sure some of you can't, your kids chase. are like, who's Dr. Rollins? Why is there plastic masks? And you're like, stop asking questions. <laughs> um, but, and then Hannah's still in the car, has not moved while the girls are digging the grave. She's just staring. It's just like the best audience ever. I feel like I've done some stand-up for them before. <laughs> just people that are just Catatonic. so traumatized. They can't move. <laughs> Ever follow that act? <laughs> just, people are just too dark in the hole. <laughs> um. I just wrote, what is this fuckery? Because why do they have to cover up this murder? I don't understand. I'm there was sick of the cover-ups for cover-up's sake. This murder need not be covered up. This is as frustrating as when they were upset about, well, I mean, I guess that was different. Even covering up Shauna's murder was, like, more plausible and I could get behind than covering up this murder. Well, the thing that, like, I just feel like it's even tiresome for them because they're like, we're not even going to make a reason. Right. We just have to dig, we just have to put a body in this grave. Just put a body in the goddamn grave. I mean, I feel like at this point they should just be shoveling and being like, because it parallels other seasons, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> there were a bunch of parallels in this episode. So Hannah picks up the shovel, starts shoveling, and is just like, just gotta keep do, keeping on. <laughs> and then uh, Chelsea aptly noted that the real star of this season, Hannah's boobs. Hannah's boobs coming through in every episode so far. Yeah, so um, with no sign of quitting. Hand. Yeah, give it hand up for clap. Hannah's boobs. Hand clap. Hand clap for <laughs> Hannah's boobs. Really not at, not with your ass cheeks. <laughs> Don't leave with your hands. No booty this clap is a for the boobs. Show. Um, I'm doing great. You're doing fantastic. Uh, and then so. We see Hannah's boobs, everyone's impressed, and then Allie finally rises, walks ashes, over, like and just like the crazy person that she is, puts her hand in the grave, pulls out the badge, and she's like, we're gonna need this. <laughs> and I was just like, we were both just like, yes! <laughs> what are you doing, ghost Allie? So that was exciting. Um, and then we cut to Toby, who is in at work, and he's texting his fiance, and he calls her baby instead of babe. Sorry, baby. Gotta work. Sorry. So, sorry, baby. It's not Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> See? You know he doesn't love her. Um, so then the girls are back at Spencer's place where they decided to clean up after the murder. And, like, the thing is, it's really funny about this, is they're all like, we're gonna, oh, I think I cut out the car ride over to Spencer's, where everyone's just, like, where Arya turns to Hannah, and she's like, Hannah, what's wrong? And Hannah's like, are you fucking kidding me? Where have you been? Have you been fucking Ezra and completely forgot? Where should we start? 
Six years ago, our friend was non-murdered. <laughs> More than six years wrong? ago, like 12 yes. years ago. Everything in my life has been wrong. <laughs> Every time I come to this town, wrong. Can we talk about the Spencer, Hannah, Caleb scene? Is that next? That's when they were cleaning up oh. at Spencer's. So, like, I love the scene. The scene was so spicy and I loved it. Well, first we see Emily, it. like, tracking mud all over. And Hannah's done with her shower. And so she sends Emily up. And now it's Hannah and Spencer. And, like, there's just awkwardness between them. And it makes it even better when they're like, knock, knock. Who is it? Oh, it's Caleb. And he's going to burst the door down. And Spencer's like, no, 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 I'm here. But, like, I don't want to talk. It's not a good time. And he's just like, I've been in love with you forever. It's good. And then, like, I just loved watching Spencer and Caleb have this emotional moment and Hannah just, like, crying back out. I don't know why suddenly, because obviously we've both been such Caleb champions. Yeah. And I wasn't, like, anti. I thought that Spaleb was weird. I mean, like, it was an adjustment period. I wasn't against it, unless, cancer, unless I was, and I forget. For not fans. Sure. Caleb Spencer. Cancer. Oh, right. <laughs> Maybe I used to be against it, and I just forget. Tweet at me if that's the case, and I've just blocked it from my memory. But <laughs> I feel like I was like, yeah, sure, I can get aboard this plot twist. But now, I don't know. I didn't like the turn that they took where Hannah and uh, Caleb kissed. And so now I kind of was reveling in watching... Hannah suffer. Is that weird? I don't know why I took that turn. I was like loving watching Hannah suffer a little bit. I was like, yeah, just stand back there with your choices. Stand alone and cry next to your choices, Hannah. Um, so we were very much like pro Caleb, everyone's boyfriend. Yeah. Like we were fine if Caleb and Lucas started dating. Right. Like Caleb's just the best. Caleb was the X factor that he's just the best Um, until he was the worst. Yeah, and then he was kind of shitty to Spencer, but then he came and made it up to her by telling her how he first fell in love with her and the first time that he wanted to kiss her, and he talks about the dimple on her chin, and I'm, I turned to Chelsea, and I was like, are you sure he's not talking about Toby? <laughs> like, Toby's chef cleft chin is, like, so much more pronounced. But any hoodle. Um, when he said trace it with my fingers, I was like, oh, I just, like, oh. Ugh, I don't know, certain, like, little turns of phrases, don't they give you as much of the, like, ugh, like, nails on a chalkboard as words, you know, when you hear certain words, and then certain, like, douche phrases, you're just like, ew, no one says that, stop it, don't trace anything. I feel like you also watch a lot of Dateline things, and I feel like that's probably another thing where it's like, then he traced her finger around her, and then brutally murdered her, and you're like... (laughs) Flashback, stop, please. <laughs> that could be the case. Come save me. What's the guy name? Oh, Lester Holt. Lester Holt, save, save me. Save me, Lester. Um, Caress me, Lester. <laughs> okay, then it just got weird. Um, that <laughs> word, that word creeps me. Trace me, Lester. <laughs> You're right. Oh my it's god. Creepier. Well, you. Well, yeah. What else do you have? I think my next note is not for a little bit. Um. And mine might not be for... Uh, timing? Next, yeah, that was my um, next yeah. one. So she may, Spencer makes a comment about timing. So we're talking about like t- how Kayla basically referred to timing as being wrong, like in what's going on between them. And she's like, timing? What timing only matters if you're a figure skater or a comedian. Otherwise, it's just like, do you love me or do you not? I think that was when she was talking to Emily, wasn't was it? it? Yeah, talking to Emily. Oh, right, right. She's yeah. talking to Emily, uh, Emily about the, about whole, the thing Caleb with Caleb. Thing. But I yeah. disagree, actually. I think timing is like most of any relationship, honestly. Oh, absolutely. So I think Spencer's a little delusional in that, right? Yeah. No, I think that timing's really important. I mean, people will argue that like you can meet somebody anytime, but like there is a timing issue where like Caleb and Hannah never finished their relationship properly. There was no face-to-face goodbye. And for, like, a love that intense, I think they did need some sort of closure kiss. Definitely. And Hannah was the one that was immediately like, that that was not a thing. And I think the reason why Spencer's mad is because Spencer is like, I came to you before I did anything. Yeah. So if you had feelings, you should have come to me still. Right. Yeah. And I think that's the thing it's where valid. Spencer has every right to be upset about it's, it's it. It's very valid. Because she's kind of, like, 
she felt like she opened the door to communication. And I know I totally get Hannah's side, though, too, where Hannah is like, but it was in the moment. I felt it. I did it. I never got that out. But, like, I feel like Hannah's not super sorry I think Hannah, I think they both have some, like, shit to unpack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I agree. I think Caleb is being as sincere as he possibly can. I think he's doing a real fucking great job of being sincere. Because as much as I don't like he did, that he did that, and he didn't handle it the best way on the back end either, I think he did have a moment of confusion. And then I think he, and then he said, yeah, I'll, I'll, part of me will always love Hannah. She's my first love. Valid. And then I think now he really genuinely is like, Fuck this. No, like, I do want to be with you, Spencer. Let me make your... I, I believe him when he says that. But I think Hannah... Not to say that if Hannah was like, never mind, JK, Caleb, I broke up with whoever the fuck, be with me now. I think Caleb might be confused again. But I think Hannah... But I think in this moment, he really wants to be with Spencer. And he would still maybe be confused about Hannah, but ultimately try to make it work with Spencer. And I think Hannah really, like, loves Caleb and wishes... Oh, Yeah. Hannah's, like, would be all in with Caleb. Whereas I think Caleb would, not like he wouldn't be tempted to go back with Hannah, but I think, I believe his feelings for Spencer, you know, like. I agree. I definitely agree. I think that even though Caleb has, like, a lot of first love feelings with Hannah, I don't think he has great love feelings with her as much as he does with Spencer. Because they have, they have that older adult love I think think he outgrew Hannah yeah and I think that like he was always more mature than her and I feel like no matter what even new Hannah wouldn't be able to rise up and meet the standards I feel I'm glad that Emily didn't give Spencer that much shit though but I'm I'm going ahead of what happened sorry guys so let's keep going so timing and figure skating uh and comedians I thought that, that there were so many other ways that we could talk about comedians and relationships at that moment. Yeah. I was just like, relationships are all horrible, like bad comedians and dating comedians. <laughs> there was just so the fucking truth. There's just, there, it was so funny because I was like, wait, what did they say about dating and comedians? What was that? <laughs> Everything I've Rewind. written to my friends and of myself for the past decade? Okay, <laughs> great. No. Um, oh, yeah, which, like, really quick aside, me and friend of the podcast, Aaron Leaf, went to Lilydale this past oh, weekend. Oh, that's right. Where we you saw should... psychics. I should have talked about that. I mean, yeah. we don't have to talk about it, but just, if any, if any of you have been to Lilydale, it's a psychic and medium community collective in western New York, and you have to be, like, a vetted psychic or medium to live there. And I don't know how I feel about all that stuff. I would lean towards being skeptical, but I just find it interesting, and I think there are some things that are, like mysterious and intriguing in this world that perhaps there can sometimes be something to it. So did and you meet anybody that you were like, oh, this is a total Grunwald? Um, yeah, actually, we, the second private reading we each had uh, with this one woman, we did because we went to one and then we were, then like we found a woman who was taking like, who had appointments available and we were like, oh, let's do another one because the first guy was like less than impressive. And the second, the woman we went to, like, she knew so much stuff. It was very interesting. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I don't have to go into all of it. But I'd be interested to hear if any of you have been to Lilydale or heard of it or wanting to go. And, uh, yeah, talk to me about Lilydale. Yeah. Or email me about Lilydale. Yeah, we had a very interesting experience. My only experience with psychics, which I've told you before I went, is that I've gotten a psychic reading three times in my life. All three times I've been told I was going to have twins. Weird. Two of the three times they said I was going to get divorced. What? I am 34, not married, and have no intention of having children. That's so But funny. yet I love, like, shows about psychics and stuff like oh, that. I love it. I'll watch those. I never watched Monica the Medium. That's on Freeform. I She's like a millennial medium. I try to that, watch That's a lot time. of alliteration. Was... Monica the millennial medium. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tried to watch, watch it once. It was not interesting. Um, I wanted to watch the Hollywood one. On e. Oh, I did watch that. It was, like, somewhat entertaining. He was yeah. cute. That was their, like, most popular unscripted show. Was it? Yeah. For them. That, like, didn't have a Kardashian in it. Well, my friends are created to the Long Island medium. Which you know I love. Yeah. I love Teresa. She's great. That's, that's uh, my friend from... 
from back in the day, my first job. She, that was her medium, and she and my other friend partnered in. She like and cracks me up. Like if show. I can watch, if I watch that show for like five minutes, I speak like a Long Islander for the rest of the week. And you're probably sitting here listening, going, "Wait a minute, you're not talking like a Long Islander." <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it gets worse. Um, you know, Teresa's read me. What? Teresa's read me. No, I didn't yeah, know that. Because she came on when I worked at Big Money Buzz Live. She came on. And then she did like a walk around, like reading of just like walked around the office mm-hmm. and was like drawn to people and she like read me. Listen, we'll unpack that yeah. offline. But anywho, <laughs> let's get into this, the PLL stuff because there's still a lot to unpack. You guys. were talking about, oh yeah, comedians' relationships. And then, oh, right. Allie's telling the truth. Are we that far yet? Yeah, Ari yeah. comes back for Allie oh, to shit. like basically lock Allie back up. And Allie is in the bed, and Ari's like, gotta lock you back in. And she's like, you're gonna come back for me, right? Oh, and Ari's like, And so we get the Allie's truth where, like, because Allie's just like, people think I actually, like, I can't believe people actually think that I would kill my sister when I spent so much time trying to get her free. Right. And, like, Allie's like, let me just tighten this other belt and do-do-do. Like, Allie's like, wait a minute, you don't think that? Ari's just like, well, me and Ezra saw you go in and you were wearing a red jacket, so one plus one equals murder. (laughs) Um, She really went in. And Allie was just like, no, that's ignorant. You're being ignorant. <laughs> I don't want to tell anybody the truth because they won't believe me. Um, which was that she, like, went in to the chapel with her, walked all the way up the chapel, Yeah. had a fight with her, and then Charlotte just turned around, and then Allie was just like, oh, you're not going to talk to me? All right, bye. Yeah. And just walked out and left her there. After she fought so hard, I do. It is pretty weird. Did she leave her there after after she worked so hard to get her release? And then she's like, "All right, you can just be alone this bell tower of death." But I saw a couple of you guys were tweeting at us, like, you know, how do we do we believe Ali's story or not? I don't know. I guess I naively tend to. I I feel like this is the show really trying to like give us some answers in every episode from here on out. Like, I kind of, that was my note. I was like, Allie, tell the truth. All right, here we go. Like, I feel like here we go through the season. Like, they're really trying to, like, turn it up now. You know, I think people were disappointed in the first couple episodes. And I think they are, they're ramping it up. Like, they had to set the scene. Wait, Lulu has something to say. Lulu has something to say. Lulu. What are your thoughts about whether or not Ali's telling the truth? Wow. Oh my God, I wish you guys might see this way. Super I'm going to snap this. Let's, I don't know if you'll get it, though. Lulu's very camera camera shy. shy. But she gave Lulu, saying, what do you have to say about PLL? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> she has lots of thoughts and feelings. Oh, you guys. All right. Sorry. So that was at the Chelsea White Snapchat. And I think Sufong, too. Anyways. She's sniffing me. She's sniffing me. Yeah, it was so weird that she just... It seems like Lulu does not think so. I don't know. I feel like it's just really weird to me that Allie didn't see who it was didn't say anything beforehand. Like, I'm not feeling it. I don't know. I just feel like it does seem it does seem a bit suspicious, but I feel like we are meant to believe that it's the real deal. Alright. Lulu I disagrees. Mean, yeah, Lulu's not feeling it, but is, I'm is Marco the next thing? Um, yes. Because uh-huh. then it's Spencer gets drunk at the bar with um C.B. Kynan's cousin, who is not as attractive as her real husband. No, C.B. Kynan's husband. husband. Basically, I thought that yeah. we thought that um, that friend of the podcast, Christina Kynan's husband, uh, and like resembles Marco, but Marco's like his less attractive cousin. It's like the less attractive cousin version of Christina's husband. Um, so yeah, Spencer just, like, lets it slip, all cash. She's like, yo, Marco, I just buried a body. What of it? And he's like, what? And she's like, haha, just JK. JK, let's make it on the elevator, though. I love that Slutty Spencer's back. What do you think? I am always a fan of, I cheered, if you recall. I went, Slutty Spencer! He's back, baby. (laughs) I'm so happy about it. Um, 
I thought it was really, really interesting the song that they played while they were banging. That was another throwback. That was a big TVT. Chelsea. Like, you were the one that nailed exactly what it was from. I'm deep into the PLL, and I know I tried to share before, um, and I think some of you are having trouble finding it, largely because I'm sure I was, like, sharing it incorrectly. My PLL playlist on Apple Music were... Oh, so yeah. that's kind of why, because I picked out songs that stood out to me that I liked, and I you have a little You should send me the PLL list, playlist. and I'll make it on Spotify. Oh, perfect. I will do that. Remind me to do that when this is over. Um, but yeah, the song they played during the elevator makeout, if you'll remember... PLL fans, deep cut. It was from season four, episode one, where Toby is watching some like firefighters or whatnot, like dig through the wreckage of the lodge and pull out a red coat. Mm-hmm. That song plays, and I've always enjoyed it. So I thought that was very interesting that it was like a Toby scene parallel yeah. kind of thing while she's making out with this guy in the the elevator. Super hot scene. Super hot. But it was the the um, result of Spencer sitting at the bar and he offers her a drink and he gets her drunk. And Spencer's supposed to be like driving to do some sort of scheme for the right. plan of the cover up of the murder. You right. know how you do on a Friday. You, you know, as, as you want to do. And then the she did the right the thing and she called Emily and was like, I can't drive. So good for her. And then said, um, got drunk so Emily's like where are you and came and picked her up and then forced a lot of coffee in her yes um but I I do not blame Spencer for getting drunk I really really I don't. don't either I don't feel like that I mean listen did she make the right decision no no what was it the worst decision but did she make the the decision that you would make in that moment yes I mean, here's a hot guy who's going to buy you a drink and let you escape all of your troubles, which include burying a fucking body. Like, yeah, I want to drink. I want to escape my life. And I want to make out with you, poor man's Mark Consuelos. (laughs) That is what it is. (laughs) Or the hot detective from SVU, the later seasons. Oh, Yeah. Nick. Yeah, Nick. Yeah. I I could see that. Right? Yeah, I mean... But mostly less attractive Christina's husband. It was totally understandable. And I think that, you know, here's somebody who had a pill addiction, who has trouble with perfection, and, and is also in the Radley, and I think that was another thing. Like, when he threw her up against the wall of the elevator... And the elevator says the Radley. I think that was one of the moments where she was just like, what the fuck Ew. am I doing? I'm in my former mental institution, drunk AF, getting nailed from behind. Maybe I don't want to do anal right now. Right. <laughs> like which, is, maybe, which is a valid way to feel. Maybe this isn't the time. Maybe there's not enough lube. Maybe this isn't for me. And all those are valid feelings. <laughs> Another TBT was that Hannah and Aria once again find themselves with a missing car. You remember that was also yep. from the end of season three and beginning of season four? Or mostly the beginning of season four? I guess it's yeah, the, it was three, two, four. It yeah. was like three, they looked in the trunk, and yeah, then whatever. They do the trunk pop, and it's just a pig, and you're sure. just like, I waited all summer for this shit. Oh, God. I'm glad, because that's I started watching season four, episode one. So, like, to me, that wasn't... I had, like, almost caught up by that time, but I hadn't quite caught up with everything. So I was. it was like... Oh, a pig? This seems disappointing, but I can't quite feel the full <laughs> disappointment because I'm not yet invested. So, yes, I'm sure that was frustrating. You didn't really understand that didn't Aria understand grew it. up with a pig puppet, so oh, Petunia. I, I didn't have all of that, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't have that much to unpack. Um, but yeah, Hannah and Aria find themselves looking for a car just like they used to. And then, lo and behold, the car drives up and... Mona gets out, and I was less than impressed, which oh. Sue disapp- was disappointed that I... I don't I was, know why I was less than impressed. I don't know why. You're like, I'm not that into Mona, and I'm I was just like... I'm not Mona as everyone is. I know it's, like, very um, controversial. I'm just, like, I not feel like as into Mona Mona is losing her shit right now. And as, you know... Mona's so good. This is me. Like, I feel like I'm, like, Kelly's 
channeling yeah, Channel just, Kelly. She's just like, she's so smart. She's so quick. She's so clever. She's the one that did everything the first two seasons. She gets shit done. Like, yeah. she shows up and fucking changes everything. And it's just like, I know. And I fixed it. And now you're going to be my friend again. Like, yeah, but like, also, why is she here? You don't, don't even go no here. No invited her. You don't even go here. Oh, shit. Party on Jersey Ave. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of loud music at night on Jersey Ave. It's exciting. Yeah. People are rolling with the homies out there. I'm just doing, I'm just all about that song from Clueless tonight, It's a apparently. great song. Um, so, but I love before Mona comes. Hari is just like, how do you know which tree you left it at? And she's like, I remember because it looked like Keebler elves. And um, a theory that Pretty Little Podcasters keeps hearkening to is that they're really hoping that all this stress is going to bring Hefty Hannah back. <laughs> um, I, mean, I, so I was just like, there's a little, you know, cookie for you guys or Easter egg for them that maybe it is a foreshadowing that she'll get. I would totally co-sign that. Right? Wouldn't that be great? Um, I don't think they're going to do it, but that would be great. And then also they're like, well, somebody knows. And if Mona knows, there's a lot worse people that could know that you killed a dude than Mona. Like, I feel like Mona's got their back. But it was also interesting that Mona got the windshield fixed by a garage that won't say anything won't ask anything. Right. And I, like, turned to Chelsea, and I was just like, oh, like, when they covered up that car that Emily fought with in one of the stupidest scenes of PLL history. Yeah, it was just still so confusing. Every time I watch that scene where the car basically chases her to the top of a (laughs) boxcar, where she finds the murder weapon, puts her fingerprints on it, Freaks out, and then we haven't heard anything since. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was... Was that the beginning of season six, or... was No, that was in the flash forward. That was season yeah. six B. God, that was confusing. Can we talk about our favorite line of all time? Are we there yet? <laughs> Are we there yet? I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Um, Mona... Oh, well, there's a couple more things about Mona. Sorry. Yeah. No. Uh... She's like, oh, and so you guys cleaned everything up. They were like, yeah. She's like, where's the burner phone? And they were like, duh, 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 And she's just, I love when Mona is so much smarter than everybody that she gets that, like, oh, you guys. Yes, like, you guys. Like, it's like the pet, it's like the adult dealing with the petulant teens in, like, a 90s show where it's right. just like, you kids! <laughs> like, uh, I gotta do everything. Alright, we gotta find a burner phone. Because <laughs> that's how I knew that that motherfucker was British. And I know there is one. And they were just like, woo! And then, um, Spencer collapses in front of Emily and says, I've got aiding and abetting and a failed relationship and I was like we do failed relationships and we're taking this down oh shit um but yeah so that's when we so then they sober up just in time for brunch which is their cover story of like why they're all together because they're just trying to haphazardly cover this murder that they totally should have told the police about oh sure and um Spencer, like, they just close up on Spencer just grabbing that mimosa and going to town. She's just, like, hair of the dog in it. Um, one of the girls had a Bloody Mary. I don't know if you noticed, oh, yeah, which I, I thought was I, different. I certainly noticed that. Because Chelsea loves a Bloody Mary, As guys. a connoisseur, if I if I may. Um, yeah, it looked like Mona, it was in front of Mona, but it also just looked like it was kind of in the middle of the table. So I don't know if it was like a centerpiece or what was happening. But <laughs> the group Bloody yeah, Mary. It's just the, it's just the bl- group Bloody Mary. We should do that next time we go to brunch. I'm down. This is just the group Bloody Mary. Um, and I like that one of the lines was, drink your mimosa. Just drink your mimosa. <laughs> but the best line is when oh Jenna God. tap, tap, taps. Back into tapping our around apartment. town is all right. It comes tapping back into tapping town. Tapping through town. Oh, God. She comes tapping through. I mean, I can't think of tap without the um, Simpsons reference. Tap-a-tap-a-tap-a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but 
Jenna comes up and she's like, do I hear Hannah? Oh, and there's Arya. Oh, the gang's all together. And they're like, yeah, you remember our names. Thank you, Jenna. (laughs) They're like, what are you doing back in town? And she's like, oh, my brother got engaged, so I'm in town. The family's celebrating. And Emily, just like, dumb as a bag of hair, sweet as a just looks at her with her doe eyes and she's like um the Mario's staying at the Radley and Jenna goes oh didn't you hear my, my house blew up and <laughs> <laughs> we like watched it 11 times I don't know it was so delightful like, the, the delivery it was so delightful oh didn't you hear my house blew up it, was it just brought me oh. so much Joy. I, I want to listen to that sound bite. Like, I just want to hear, I want to make a sign that says bitch can see, and then, oh, didn't you hear? My house my blew house up. Blew. Like, if we were radio DJs, I feel like that would be something that, that we would have on like our hit. soundboard. Like, so anyways, <laughs> oh, didn't you hear? My, my house blew up. up. Oh, man. It was just really great, the delivery and everything, and it was just like, oh, you want Jenna back, PLLers? Here you go. Here's <laughs> The best possible line. Because, like, so much shit has happened to Jenna, and then she's just like, oh, and by the way, I tell Allie I hope she's better. Maybe I'll visit her in the hospital and repay the visit. Oh, shit. Which was like, first of all, Jenna knows that Allie's in the hospital. Super juicy. Interesting. Interesting point. Interesting point. Second of all, I just love the shade. Like, this is an older, wiser... Older necked Mona, I mean uh, Jenna, definitely like out older to play. I, I mean, I'm sorry, I age is she, but a number, but she, like you could just see. She looks a little wrinkly around the, the, the jowls. Yeah, too. the facha. It, it was happening. But I, I mean, it's happening here too. So yeah, it's happening everywhere. It's, it's time trendy. to it's time to age. It's time to grow up, guys. Um, and she's grown up into the adult of, uh, flash forward, maybe 10 years instead of five. Yeah. But, um, I thought that was really a spicy scene and I really loved every moment and I will probably watch it again. Oh yeah. Um, so then Jenna goes to Toby. It's like, why? Okay. I couldn't remember why he was so, I mean, we know why he's so hateful towards her. Mm Mm-hmm. She, like, fucking raped him. But they, they made, made up. up so many times since then. I, I'm, it, it's escaping me. Why he was all butthurt about it. In particular, like, yeah, this time. what happened when he we was, lost like, He was like, oh, three years ago, we were fine. And then she's just like. Oh, yeah, he did say three years, didn't he? Yeah. So that means that it's something that we're not supposed to know if this is five years forward. Okay, I like your math logic. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, great. I feel a little bit less insane because I was like, I am, yeah. am I missing so something? So there was like a, since you've been gone. All right. We don't know. Great. Maybe Kelly Clarkson does. Oh, she knows everything. She knows everything, that bitch. I love she knows her. how to marry Reba McIntyre's son. Oh, Smarty. shit. Um, I wish it was her son from her show because that guy's on Shameless and it's great. That was a real deep cut and a walk around the block that no one needed. That's I'm sorry. Totally fine. What else happened? Um, that's pretty much, well, that's all I had. What else what the hell happened in this episode? Uh, Arya gave me shit about Rollins and Toby. I don't get that. I don't know. I don't know. What, does anyone know why I wrote that? No. But that reminded me, yeah, Toby comes over and is like, yo, Rollins is dead. And they're like, oh, shit. And then he's like, 15 years ago. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> So now they're deciding whether or not to tell Toby. I mean, they will eventually. I guess so. But it was just yeah, like, it was a weird thing. I thought Emily played it the best she's ever played it, though. Oh, yeah. Because he was just like, we're going to make it our top variety. And she was like, you better. And yeah. I was just like... Look at Emily, like, playing it cool like she would if that was the real thing. Like, good for you. I, or is it just that she's just like, you guys are all so incompetent. You give it your best shot. We all <laughs> yeah, know what like, your best okay. shot is. All right, Toby. You go. You go with your best shot. <laughs> it's You're like, doing great. It's like when a toddler's like, I'm going to build you a new house. You're like, sure you are. <laughs> you just built me the best house <laughs> so ever. Joy, joy, joy. 
Um, and then Spencer got what we decided to be officially called Caleb, where <laughs> you open the closet and there's no clothes there. Um, you got Caleb. Yeah, and but he left her the uh, painting that he always took with him. And that was the one thing that always was like in every foster home or whatever that so painting. So what what do you think now? What does it all mean? Where did Caleb go? He's got nowhere to go. Um, you know Or does he have everywhere to go? Yeah, I feel like Caleb is walking down a road, um, listening to that song Dead or Alive. Yeah. On a steel horse I ride and I want it. Like, I just feel like he's, like, walking down a dirt road somewhere, listening to that, and then, you know, he'll ride the Silicon Highway to Dataville. (laughs) (laughs) How did he get there? He was on a steel horse a minute ago. It's just the way that computers work. I understand. No, you're not wrong. He'll go to the digital world. You're actually world. not wrong. He'll, like, end oh. up in Silicon Valley. Maybe the show, maybe the actual place. Who knows? Either way. But, um... Maybe he'll hang out with Camille Nanjiani. Shout out. Shout out. And Thomas Middleditch. Um, both of which we've done stand-up with. I and miss Camille. We have the same career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it turned out the same. We're, we're all equal. It turned out the same for no, all I miss Camille, too. He was, he's <laughs> the nicest, and his wife, Emily, is also a gem. Yes, we love him. Um, any hoodle. Uh, so the other thing we find out is that now Mary Drake is in charge of Allie. There was that super creepy scene yeah. where she was like, don't worry, I'm in charge now. And it was like, oh, everyone, all the worries. All the worries. I kind of, is it weird that I feel like it's going to be okay, though? Maybe just because it's like, we're obviously supposed to believe it's insane. So it's like, if PLL logic prevails, probably it's a misdirect. And maybe Mary's going to end up, like, helping Allie. I don't know. Um, I think that the theory that the fan sent us, what was it, Eva, that sent yeah, us the Eva, theory uh, about the... The opposite A. Yeah. um, I think that's what's happening. I think Mary Drake has been trying to save Allie the whole time. And I think Mary Drake might take Allie away from the hospital, but I think she's going to take her to the Lost Woods, and I think she's going to explain everything there. I love it. So it's like, we'll think that she's in danger. Yeah. But really, it's just like, I need to get you away from here so I can talk to you. Yeah. I think that she's got a a tale to tell. I'm into it. Um, and then we find out that Hannah forgot her bracelet in the car, and Mona was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I can't take you kids to murder anyone anywhere. <laughs> so she's like, let's go back to the, you know, the parking lot of the train station. And they, um, it totally looked like the Mineola train station from LAR, which felt really weird, because I know it's not, but. It really right. felt like a it, section of it that. It did. It did. It did seem like Have that. you ever been to the Mineola train station? No, but it seemed like it. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you going along with it wholeheartedly. I just wholeheartedly. You to feel supported. You're like, oh, right by Winthrop? Obviously. <laughs> um, Winthrop is a hospital. Anywho, um, so they're, they're, they jimmy the lock open. They get the bracelet because Hannah's a bracelet finding guru maybe she's part metal detector we don't know um and she she gets it out and then she just they're like i mean mona's just like hurry up or else everyone's gonna find us and she's like all right i got it and then they close the door and hannah walks out holding the thing that she shimmied the door open with and i was just like put it in your skirt or something put it in your pants (laughs) Just put it in your pants. Hide it and <laughs> masturbate with it all at once. <laughs> well, it was a long run. Um, but then all of a sudden, they're like three feet away from the car and they hear a cell phone ring, which is buried underneath the floor mat 
underneath me. I'm What's sorry. I think yeah. that's the dishwasher. Blake has a sounds. very modern house, so there's all sorts of like buzzers and beeps Bells and, and things letting you know that things are happening. Except I have no idea what that means. Like that could <laughs> also mean that it's like time to evacuate. The house is going to self-destruct. <laughs> but we're we'll gonna be fine. But um, so they so they're leaving, and then all of a sudden they hear a ringing. Yeah, and they're like, oh, it's under the floorboard, totally audible. And we obviously heard this from across the parking lot. Great, let's do this. So they they pick up the phone, and it's Jeff. Oh, shit! And she's like, She said, like, hey, Mr. Rollins, or maybe she just said Rollins, I don't know. Mr. Rollins and me. (laughs) Um, So she just knows Elliot. She knows Elliot. So that's something. She knew him as, according to the next week on, it seems like she knew him as, who we find out his name is Archer something, A.D. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, Next week there's also a PLL proposal. Oh my god. I tried to say it in a weird voice, but I can't say it at all. (laughs) PLL proposal. proposal. Too many syllables. Who do you think it is? My thought is is that Lucas is going to come back and propose to Hannah. That's and then nice. I'm going to cry and be happy forever because it's like the dork shall inherit the earth. <laughs> and he's just going to get them fangs, <laughs> them boobs. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably hate it, but it sounds like the most plausible guess because what are the other options? Like, Emily's not going to get proposed to Ezria. Mark and Spencer? I don't think Ezra. Mark and Sir? Like, Ezra is going to be, like, even worse timing than what's going on next week. Like, I feel like Ezra and Arya are going to get proposed while, like, every there's a house on fire, everyone's burning. And Ezra's going to be like, this burning house reminds you of my burning love for you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get married. Well... I'm ready to get on the path train and go to bed. Yeah, you should, so you don't miss the last one. But oh, shit, um, when's the last one? Or no, there. It, well, then at eleven, you have to go to through Hoboken. No, you've got plenty of time. I don't want to go to Hoboken. Okay, nobody ever so wants to go great, through Hoboken. This is a great app. I'm on board. I am so on board, and, and I, I think, you know, we're 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 riding this PLL train. So oh, the wheels get another Halloween train. I know. Are we going to get a special episode this season? I don't know. I don't think so. And then somebody else mentioned that, like, there's not going to be, like, a fun dance. Like, a silly dance or, like, a school lock-in or something like that. Like, I don't know. Somebody's got to have a ball. Maybe there'll be, like, a barista ball for Emily or something. that would be fun for her. The barista ball. It's very common. All right, guys. You guys, you've been great. Um, Keep sending us your thoughts and feelings and snaps and cats and dogs and and everything. We follow want us all. on Twitter. I'm at the Sue Funk at the Chelsea White and, and just uh, live your best lives. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? 